Hi guys, welcome back to Melon Girl Progress. Today we are episode 14. Yay! Today we will be talking about how black women are portrayed in video games. Now let's get started. In 2016, much was improved years for black gamers. Several major releases prominently feature black characters, especially Mafia 3, Watch Dogs 2, Battlefield 1, FIFA 17, and both The Walking Dead Season 2 and Michonne. And numerous other characters came to the table via indie games, Virginia and We Are Chicago. And in the South Playing franchise, Uncharted 4, Nadia, Dishonored 2, and Megan Foster. Additionally, as the gaming industry seems to be adapting to nurturing more women in leading roles, more female more black female characters are being featured in game. This month, Legacy Women is celebrating, celebrating black history with a series featuring inspired black women on our social on their social media page. They want to continue to celebrating here by highlighting some of the most positive portrayal of black women in video game. And here are the top five. Vivian from Dragon Age Inquisition, the first enchant advisor to the Empress and arguably one of the most political important characters in the game. Written by Maria Jacobi, Vivian Pose and self-confidence are her strengths and meant to stand out in a game full of terrific character. Vivian Tales Broken Age that wrote this heroine at this unique point in Click Adventure is a, dan- is a distressed damsel not only saves herself but the entire world. Boasting a charmingly unique graphic style, the character is voiced by Masamo Broken Age broke records by becoming one of the first largest and fastest earning game of Kickstarter. Then we have Neil Carter Wells, Remember Me. Neil is a smart, capable, internal, conflict but externally confident Remember Me won an IFMAC award for originally score, but most importantly praised for its deep, complex story. And I remember watching the gameplay for it and it was visually stunning and the story was lovely. Developed and fought to keep the character gender and race as written despite pressure from publishers. When asked in an interview why the team took the decision to make the protagonist of the game a mixed race woman, creative director Gene Maxim Moore state, it was not a decision. It was something that just felt right from the beginning. And that is true, and I'm glad they kept it and they did not budge. Angeline Day Grand Prix Assassin's Creed 3 Liberation, despite Ubisoft initially reluctant to create a female assassin, Avion's story and character was arguably better than than that of the main storyline for Assassin's Creed 3. Scored by Winifred Phillip and Winnie Waldron, this was the first Assassin's Creed game to feature a female playable character, and I'm glad they made that choice because that makes our game a whole lot better from a different perspective than always played from a male perspective. Clementine, The Walking Dead. Clementine is considered the emotional center point of Telltale Games' critically acclaimed espionic game series. She is also one of the only characters to be seen all three seasons of the game. And then there are some honorable mention. Anna Trevor Virginia, the unique indie fe- feature two black women protagonists as F- FBI agents. Alexa Vent, Half-Life 2, one of the earliest representation of women and black characters in a major film and arguably still the best. So one of the best is Naina Ross, Uncharted 4. Naina was a fierce and smart and Uncharted 4, and then we'll return to Cole Helm, the next game, the next series, which I'm excited to hear about that. Things are still far from perfect, while 
raw for Pew Research Center states that 50% of black adults play video games, and on average, black gamers play more per week than anyone else. A University of California study showed that that fewer than 11% of games feature black characters, and most of the majority are athletes or gangsters. Additionally, IDGN reports that only 3% of black of game developers are black. Fortunately, these statistics are, improve, are improving, if slowly. An A-list game producer starts to realize that more diverse storytelling is a vast, untapped market, and more black helm independent studios like Dab Studio 7 and Curry World Game Studios come to the forefront. There's good stuff on the horizon, and there's hoping that couple more years proved to be another year of great strength for diversity. And there's also hope that even the current years to come that there'd be even more change and that's seemed to be the case. And would you believe that there have been only 14 playable black women in gaming? They're going right now about the number of female protagonists in video games as opposed to the male. It's a good discussion that is having a noticeable effect. Ubisoft was Categorized by fan in 2014 for not including Ethan opinion, I mean, or option in Assassin's Creed Unity for player co op, especially after they responded making a female character's game was too much additional work. And other game developers openly mocked them for an excuse on Twitter. Now, the upcoming Assassin's Creed Syndicate is slated to have a female leader character, Eva Frey. Progress, right? That said, how many black female characters can you actually name? Including a game that lets you characterize skin color, licensed game like X-Men, titles that include characters that already exist in fighting games, where playable is a factor equally shared by all the characters, usually numbers are surprising dismissal. I counted only 14 total across the entire history of gaming, that using a tremendous amount of wiggling in the counting, only 14 black women have ever been put put in the hands of players, and only two of them before the year 2000. That's just sad. And then, and then you try to wonder, who are the 14 characters that we have? There's Shiva Alman from Resident Evil 5. Easily, everyone goes to the Lady of Color when it comes to kicking ass. She's great, but the spirit-trunking, hut-dwelling Zula in the game does some poisoning positivity. Side note, you'll notice that, this, that the black woman seems to do better in zombie games, meaning we have to destroy the world and overrun it with monsters before we let a black woman be the hero a lot of the time. Which is just sad. You get to play as Shinubu. And no more heroes too for a couple of levels. Not perfect, but not bad. Dead Islands has Pruner and Left for Dead has Rochelle, but worthy enough entries in the aforementioned zombie killing black game trope. There was Angeline de Gumpri in Assassin's Creed 3 Liberation. She was the example brought up a lot last year during the Union con- controversy, and a lot of people pointing out that a portable title not using the distinctive gameplay Assassin's Creed consoles entries. She wasn't so much an Assassin's Creed protagonist as she was an Assassin's Creed character in another game based on Assassin's Creed. Still, Grand Prix was pretty badass. There was a little, little there was there's a great little indie game out called Broken Age that had an adorable black girl named Bella as the protagonist. Neela from Remember Me was also half black, strong, and quite memorable. Leave it to Dragon Age Inquisition who gave us the first openly LGBT character on the game box. Yes, Ellie from The Last of Us is gay, but we didn't find that out until The Last of Us Behind DLC. To do well with the diversity quotient by Vivian, Evolve, and Maggie are one of your hundred options, a powerful trapper with a 400 pound trap jaw companion. 
Historically, the first true black female playable character came from a fairly obscure PC PlayStation title one, Urban Chaos. Dergok Stern seemed to be most of the trailblazer in this regard, though most people don't even remember the game Urban Chaos came out around the same time as Hunter, the red game, which contained the character Samantha Allen. Samantha is slightly cheating, though, as, as is Clementine from The Walking Dead, in that they are original characters but from, but from licensed property. Jade from Beyond Good and Evil is considered by many to be black, even making a list of significant black characters in a wide article. However, her race is very ambiguously portrayed, and she could easily be Asian, Pacific Island, and a mix of all more, or none. The population manager for the game, Toro Miller, has stated that it takes place on an alien world and that Jade is, is of no established ethnicity. Finally, there's Fran, my favorite game, and my favorite character from Final Fantasy XII. As far as as the game that gets sexually equality right. 12 is the best in the franchise with three men and three women. Fran is the only woman of color, but she's also a, a Virda, a member of a rabbit-like race. But because of her skin tone and her skin color, she seems more exotic flavored than that of a human of Africa. But I'm including her anyway because I like Fran. Only five women, only five of the women on that list can truly be called the main protagonist and not partner characters. Yes, are just are just part of a team. Fine black women across all the game and the oldest of the bunch is darker stern, even with the description of the ever roster fits in their thousand word article. Things are always getting better, but feminism in the game is still failing black women at the rate higher than white women. In fact, look at the two of the biggest games in the recent year, The Last of Us and Bioshock Infinite. In the latter black woman, Daisy Fritzoy became a violent antagonist at Turn on Booker. In the former Merlin also betrayed Joel and ended up forcing him to kill her. Even Ellie's friend Riley gets bit and tries to kill Ellie, and Ellie had to put her down. Three high-profile black women pop up triple-A games, and all three of them turn traitors, though what a quite conscious by a white hero. I'm truly grateful that the need for more female leads has been taken front and center over the past several years, but I encourage developers to think about the list I made and consider what kind of attention they are paying attention to a woman of color as well. Feminism is not an intersexual section is not only feminism at all. I think that leads more to the general discussion of having more playable characters in the video industry as a black gamer myself. I think diversity on the set of premise and making sure that we're all equally distributing games and not just seen as white males or white females in that perception. And then I haven't even scratched the surface yet, but this is going to be more fun when you have playable black characters in-game and why the State of Decay franchise matters. I haven't had a chance to get back to the State of Decay 2 for a while, but I recently um, looked at the gameplay for it and see where the community left off. Right now, there are about 9 people, only 2 of them are considerably visibly coded as white. In the last 2 communities, half of the survivors were black women. It really struck me as a new as I walked through the farmhouse base where everyone was generally working towards our continued survival, how usually this this is this was in a video game. Normally in a great deal of the State of Decay franchise and given about the last gaming slash learning society conference in twenty sixteen, then again the National Women's Study Association conference last year, there was a kind of a just that stuff that stick during like the first half of the conference. The first state decay with the DLC represented between 11 to 15 percent of all playable female black characters in games ever. Given the range of percentages here for a variety of reasons, 
first, obviously more games have been released since State of Decay debuted in 2013, including games with playable black female characters. But the second reason is that there has been some controversy in recent years about the particular account. In 2015, Jeff Runner wrote a piece for the Hudson Press saying that there were only 14 playable black women in gaming history. Runner set some specific criteria, however, the characters can't be licensed from other properties, so no storm for X-Men games, for instance, and no fighting games for playable characters and factor equally shared by all the characters. I never understood why this was the reason for criteria, but it was Rudder's piece and he made the rules. Rudder also includes, excludes any game with custom model characters and I do with the same. Not only do many of these characters not include group options for non-white characters, but they only only characters if the player really chooses, they can easily be inserted. There's a dis- distance difference between Evelyn D-, D. Grand Prix, whom I feel like playing in Fallout 4. Jed White Taker follows up Run's article and fills in fills in a few more for some lesser known titles, taking the title from 14 to 20. Both lists miss a few more obscure titles like the 1991. Fantastic, but. Even with the list filled out with scraps of game history, it's slim. Another item note to hear is both Renner and White Taker. Lists include Fran from Final Fantasy XII as a black woman, but Fran is known for a few things beyond her slightly darker skin tone. She is the only non-human, or non-human in the game, member of the party in that game, and she's a villain with rabbit ears, red eyes, and feet structures in a way that she requires to wear high heels. It's a whole thing along with the, her barely there outfit. Is she a black woman or is she a woman? I'm not comfortable classifying a hybrid creature as a black woman, but there's a lot to unpack there, as we academics often say when we really just want to make face and shake our heads. This is a recurring question when trying to categorize game characters. You might be alien in human shape or fantasy race, with one or two non-human qualities. Who are otherwise humanoid? What are they? Who are they? And what have they experienced? And if they have completely different experience, backgrounds, and lives, if if race is a social construct, will you see what where this spirals away? So we are left with one very important question when we try to build this kind of census. What is blackness in a video game? I can't I can't answer this. I am not equipped as a white woman to integrate what it means to be a fictional person of color at all. Neither can most games differentiate, frankly, because we know the population of games feels screwed in a particular way. So rather than creating one list and seeking setting boundaries like Rudder and White Taker, I made multiple lists and separate characters by criteria. You can sort the inclusion of black female characters by those who are roughly solidly human this or similar worth in the state of decay as a franchise. It's a huge percentage in both games. There are featured black women, black female characters, and playable with personality and backstory. These aren't categorized. There is some of, some use of tropes, but few video games can pass it all. If you make a full list, include alien, aliens, fancy race, and whatever else the numbers expand, but state of decay still holds a significant number of playable black women. But the full list has a lot of problems. In some cases, a black character may just be a perishable skin, or a character who's ambiguously brown emphasizes on the ambiguity. In some cases, some of these ambiguous characters, there exists extensive online debuts about how char- how do you categorize them. Are they Atlantic, South Asian, black, both? 
Bob Nyeja and Austria in Borderland, the pre-sequel are debated discussion of veins and voices, different skins, slash heads, and surnames are discussed as people search for evidence. And when it comes to women in fighting games who are complex change between iteration of the game, what then? No wonder Rather and Wicker try to avoid fighting games. Then there are women who might be just designed with a gang reset in mind. This comes up often considering the number of potential black and white characters with white or light hair and light to medium skin tone. Finally, of course, there is a question of whether or not the voice actor's ethnic background makes a difference in the whole package of characters and a further question of how to weigh in. In general, controversial characters like the twin tails from arms from summer her weaponized hair and sexual design is a big problem. While there might see her as a strong character who represents resistance and what does it mean for Nintendo who formerly showed a create diversity in arm. She's black, but what does her blackness represent? I, again, cannot be the arbitrator, but if we are excluding all the problematic black characters in game, or indeed all the problematic women, what, who do we have left? With the characters where there are any questions about either or not they were black women, as with Nisha also above, I did a little research. And in most cases, there was an argument somewhere or read, perhaps, or a form when we know a character identity for certain locks or braids or speak in a stereotypical manner, there there are problems all the way down. Only sometimes do we find out through narrative or because characters is just a good thing to be not to represent because of a person, there is no need to ask, they are just black, and this, it's a part of their personhood. So we're trying to make a list that inclusive of characters we can be certain of and exclude those regulating them to lists, to other lists, other categories, other possibilities. Ever generous, and from November 2013, at the time of the state of case breakdown DLC was released, a mode which added two playable black female characters, the list of playable, probably, black female characters was about 21. This includes some games that Rudder and Whittaker miss, and since it's pre-date, their list have been by more than a year, it's missing game they identified. There are a few that they include that that I wouldn't like. I say about because I don't believe you can make a single list and say this blackness in video games. But if we're looking about 21 characters in the late 2013, then Syndicate comp- comprises of 14% of playable black women in video games. A single game, 14%. Since then, the numbers have gotten better, and we see more, few more playable characters added. But Syndicate two added another black woman from the selectable characters in the beginning part of the sibling pair, and I indicate above, it's easier to load your base with black characters. <laughs> Here's what I came back to, and there's a serious lack of playable black female characters in games, no matter how open that criteria are, but even trying to create a census open up huge question. But no matter how we look at it, a franchise like State of Decay opens up vast potential to increase the numbers, thanks to the development teams who've been trying to run a reflection of the world as they see it. And that I think is what we need more of in general because not only playable black women who are lacking in game but what we need here is not my voice or at least not my voice alone I'm asking Sam and she helps me unpack something more difficult and a question along with peace I'm happy to lend my tireless need to seek out the tiniest details in the first quarter of the internet but my data gathering can only take me so far so I'm hopeful that together we can figure out just a little bit more I think it's important to have people, actually black women of color, to make the era of male games for white male gamers is ending. 
When I discussed diversity in video games, I asked the audience to pull out their phones and Google the word gamer. What do you think? Or, and what do you see? I asked them. How many people look like me? Oftentimes, the answer is no. The story has been told about who plays video games is wrong. The perception of gamers beyond headphones wearing white kids with bad t-shirts and plain button-ups is a fantastical as the, words, as the world they play in. Many research shown that most people think the average gamer is a white heterosexual man, but in reality, many video game players don't look like that at all. And the statistics show that in, that in less than 10 years, it's women and people of color who will begin climbing the leaderboard. Diversity of game player. Several studies that African American, Latinx are the general neutral term for Latinos and Latinas, and Asians are more active in the gaming community than the white counterparts. For starters, black folk play more video games overall. 83% of African American teens probably play video games compared to 70% of white teens. People of color also play longer. A study found that youth of color between 8 and 18 play a game roughly 30 minutes more per day than a white youth of the same age. Lanx youth have been found to spend more time than black or white youth playing console games. And a study found that black children start playing at an earlier age and they are twice as likely to play video game consoles in their bedroom. The data on women are just as telling. The U.S. has seen a 9% increase in female gamers since 2006. And this year, 40% of video game players are women. In fact, the reason they're the reason for the economic economic spike that gaming is currently experiencing. In 2014, the global game market was worth $70.4 billion. Today, it's $70.3 billion, coming from mobile games alone. And wouldn't, and wouldn't you know it, it's 49% of mobile gamers are women, and 65% of the women aged or 10 to 16 in the U.S. plays mobile game. It's therefore not the men who are growing the market, it's the women. Diversity of game makers. Like many other sectors of society, this diversity in race and gender is now reflected in the hiring process of video game employees. Besides, the obvious ethical reason why we need more diversity in video game industry and culturally, right, large diversity teams also increase our ROI, and it makes it easier for companies to relate to their customers. According to the latest independent game developer association, or IGDA, Satisfied surveys people who identify as white, Caucasian, or European makes up about 68% of the video game industry. By contrast, African American, Latinx, Pacific Islander, Indigenous people, and our Arab and West Asian folk collectively make up 30% of the game industry employee. They buy six times more than being a game player. When it comes to the female-slash-male ratio, only 27.8% of the game industry identifies female, transgender, or another gender. When you look at this breakdown, it becomes clearly why there are so many terrible sexist representation of female characters, shocking story of sexual harassment, and poor reputation of people of color. As USC researcher Demetri Williams noted in a panel discussion on representation in games, you, you make, his quote, you make games that look like you, so it's just a really reflection of the industry. And what do those games look like? The first comprehensive survey of video games characters found that more than 80% of them were white and male. Only 10% of playable characters were female. Fewer than 3% were recognized Atlantic and Native American children. Native American and children. And the elderly were underrepresented. The number of black game characters were pretty good, but they were mostly portrayed as gangsters and athletes. A teen develops, teen develops these players looks more like the, play, the people playing. We see less stereotypes and more representation. 
on the coming up, the white male dominates video games industry is currently catering to a shrieking demographic in the U.S. and a stagnant demographic worldwide. The demographic shifts from white to the people of colored men, women will change video game reputations to one of the most exclusive art forms of the 21st century. According to the U.S. Century Bureau, people of color will outnumber white youth under 18 by 2020. For those ages 18 to 29, the younger labor force and voting age population for 2027. If we compare this video game player today by age, youth under 18 make up 20% of video game players, and players between 18 and 35 make up 29%. When you do the math, this means that roughly 57% of video game players in the U.S. begin between the age of 7 and 29 will be people of color in less than 10 years. And that isn't convincing enough. Consider that Akame, one of the largest cloud media platforms in the world, report that improved internet speed in Brazil, Mexico, Argentina, Kenya, and Nigeria, and India will be the leading way to the next billion players. And then a quote from this from Nelson Rodriguez, I've been going to gain conscious for 12 years. Akame, Global Director of Media Injury Strategy at White Night Conference, another quote, we never talk about African never talk about Africa, we never talk about Latin America. Very little do we talk about Southeast Asia in five years. Don't be surprised when that becomes a sizable market. If you, if you ignore it, you only have yourself to blame. For an industry that estimated to be worth $90 billion in the U.S. and $143.5 billion worldwide by 2020, the market is screened for interactive content created by and for women and people of color. If the game industry doesn't take things to the next level soon, it'll risk being left behind, both culturally and economically. While the lack of diversity is certainly a missing opportunity, Williams also believes if marginalized players don't have an opportunity to play themselves, they are less likely to become video game markers themselves, which only protrudes to the white diamond dominant circle and the future of gaming. There, there is a therefore an exciting opportunity for more equitable and exclusive game industry. Think of the possibilities. Video games could reflect the diversity of movies and television content we see today with Black Panther and Crazy Rich Asian. If more diverse, more diverse game developers create content for players that look like them, we should see more diversity in executive leadership positions, not to mention new gameplay styles and approaching to game design. However, we could just as easily squander this opportunity. Students, studios could continue doing exactly what they are doing now, allowing players to, to create characters in their own image and attempt to offer choices versus exposing players to other worlds by creating truly diverse stories. Through this personalization aspect could initially be viewed as positive. It means that many players will continue to self-select the same bias in gaming. In culture, in the into the gaming culture, for example, Assassin's Creed 3 Liberation is a great example of diversity done well. You play a half African, half French assassin in the antebellum South. The core gameplay is centered about how you occupy public space as a biracial woman. The player has to navigate white society as an aristocrat spy on their enemy by dressing as a slave, eliminating them dressed as an assassin. You can change your character in this world to a white male. It's a completely different game. As business continues to boom in the coming decades, the video game industry will have to think about international market it has never had to consider. It also has been begin seriously thinking about gender, ethnicity, and how this is expressed in the game 
in the game it's produced. However, rather than challenge being thought of as a dungeon boss that need to be slain, we can see as a chance to hit reset. Players should be excited about the opportunity for traditional underrepresentation people creating communities, a budding digital creative, who incredibly imagination are just waiting to explode into the digital space. Imply this in this idea of diversity and inclusion is what is what can and what will be created once this truly happens. And this is the space that I am very excited to play in. Now, what do you think that the gaming industry should do to be more diverse and cultural? And yes, it has come a long way. But as a person who plays video games as myself, and I have seen the whole diversity of all these characters as the game that I mentioned before in this podcast that I am very happy to see the game industry is coming a long way especially since Watchdog is coming out with another game where you can play as multiple characters of different diversity and not just the standard white play- white male player especially from Watchdog 2 where you played as a playable black male character but as mentioned in Assassin's Creed Liberation you play as a black biracial woman samely in the game Remember Me where you play, where you play a biracial black woman as well and I think as the years go by, there will be more playable characters besides Storm from X-Men and Black Panther. There will be more black characters, especially more black female characters, playing video games, which I hope to see in more diverse set- settings in years to come with more video games spend to span out in the next couple of years. But I hope you enjoyed my podcast. Thank you for, turning, for tuning in to Melanin Girl Palm Podcast. And leave me a comment down below. You in the comment section message me either on Facebook, Instagram, or Snapchat. Let me know what other ideas or topics you'd like to hear for my podcast. And I hope you have a blessed day. And I'll see y'all next time for another Melon and Girl Prompt Podcast. And I hope you have a blessed day. And I'll see y'all next time. Bye.